if your wife knows that you are praying for them, that will inherently give her security, right? If she witnesses you praying for her on your own, if you take a step out and say, hey, can we pray together? And you specifically pray for her out loud, that's going to speak volumes compared to small gestures in her love language, right? We totally push speaking your partner's love language, but there are spiritual battles all around us that we don't even see happening. And without that step, you will definitely drift apart. Welcome back to the UMES Together podcast. We're so glad you guys are back with us today. And we are The Roots. I'm Cambria Root. That's, and I'm Noah. Yep. That's yeah. my husband, my man. <laughs> Noah Root. You want to know his middle name? Noah James Root. Mm-hmm. It's your full name. Yep. It is. Yep. Now you can look me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, today we're going to be talking about wives. Yes. Women. They All just right. always want to talk about themselves. No. It's easy for me to talk about myself. I know myself. Yeah. 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 So, um, do you have any thoughts on women? On wives? wives well, wife, singular. You should, wives you should only have one. Make life harder, but better. Harder, but better? <laughs> harder, but better. Yeah. Yeah. Because we think so differently. Yeah. 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 Um, we were doing our marriage journal this week on Tuesday because we missed it on Monday because we were traveling, but we still got it done. At least we did it. Yes. We usually are like, oh, we missed it. Better luck next week. You know? Um, anyway, we were doing our marriage journal, which we're going through a devotional book called The Story of Us. Yes. Right? And it has like a devotional each day is written by a different couple or a different person. Yeah. And then it has some questions at the end and then it has like a prompt for praying together, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, so we went through that and the topic this week was three non-negotiables for your wife. Yep. And we thought we'd kind of go through what this guy said. His name is, what was his name? Is Dennis. Oh, Dennis Rainey. Rainey. Dennis and Barbara. Yeah, it was just by Dennis, though. Okay. And if you don't know who he is, he is the founder founder of Family Life. Of Family Life Ministries. Yep. Which, Family Life is the ministry which we, the marriage conferences we volunteer at the Weekend to Remembers. Yeah. It's through that ministry. They put put those on. And then Family Life is under crew, if that helps anyone. Kind of. Yeah, tie it all together. Yeah. So, he wrote three non-negotiables for wives. Yes. They are, number one, security. Yep. Number two, um, acceptance, I think was number two. Mm -hmm. And number three was emotional connection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What did you think when you first heard those? Were you like, oh yeah, that sounds like my wife? (laughs) Yeah, they sounded like I expected them. Um, because women need, well, like, so let's start with security, right? Yeah. Women need the 
security of their man and understanding that he's got her back and he's going to choose her over other people and he's going to protect her over anyone else. All of those things Mm -hmm. go into the security box. Yeah. Right. And it it totally makes sense to me. Yeah. For sure. Um, I think when people think of security or they think of like, um, providing. Oh, like financial security. Yeah. That's what I was getting at. People think financial, like the male is supposed to be the provider. Therefore he's supposed to provide financially for his family and the wife needs security. When you think security, it's like money. Yeah. And, um, I heard on another podcast, it was the to be better podcast. Mm -hmm. They were talking about, um, that and how it doesn't have to necessarily have to be financial. Right. The security that comes from your husband. Yeah. Yeah. That's what a lot of people think of, but there's, there's marriages where the wife makes more money or just the wife makes all the money and the dad stays home. And that doesn't mean that he's a failure. No, no, it is. It's an inherent thing because it's, that's the traditional view Mm -hmm. of the husband goes out and works and brings home the money. And the wife takes care of the family and the home, all of that. That's very traditional. Yeah. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that because some women are built to be home. Oh yeah. Uh, A lot of women are, um, but some women do great in a business setting, right? And they are happy to go out and work every day and bring, you know, do all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so that changes a little bit. I think a lot of people now especially our age feel like we have to be have a dual income home to to even provide for our family in a a reasonable manner yeah financially financially yes yeah um so the the financial piece of it is changing a little bit because some people truly feel like they can't provide for their family unless both of them are working Mm -hmm. Um, and that's totally fine and lots of couples make that work yeah, that's how I grew up. Both my parents worked. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, like for us, both of us have worked on a lot of different things, but it's been very unique. Right? Yeah. Because we don't have, we don't each drive to the office every day in the morning and get home in the evening and do all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're both still working towards um, certain goals and we're both working towards building this business that we've started in order to provide yeah for our family yeah 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 it's one of those things where every couple's different and that's okay but it's something you need to communicate about because i know you could speak better from this from the male perspective but um oftentimes when the wife makes more money than the male than the husband, wife mm-hmm. and husband, the wife yes. makes more money than the husband, then the husband feels like he's a failure or like he's not doing his role right. Or yeah, does that, for sure. Can you kind of explain that a little bit? Cause well, that's, that's kind of what, what I was seen. getting. That's where I started at, um, talking about finances Yeah, is it's just built into men that we want to provide for our woman. We want to provide for our family, mm-hmm. right? That's just how it's always been and that's how god built us as men is we're meant to we are designed to be stronger physically 
and um, I I would say more resi- resilient emotionally, mm-hmm. even um, in order to deal with the outside world to to bring in and support our family the way we're supposed to. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't take away from the fact that some men thrive. Some men are meant to be nurturing for their kids and be there at their home full time. Yeah. And it works out really well. And our society has made it so that that's possible. Mm-hmm. Right. Before it was like there aren't jobs for women to be out doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. And now it's much easier for a woman to get a job and do <laughs> a job that actually provides well for their family. Yeah. Yeah. One of my best friends growing up, um, her parent situation was very different from mine because both my parents worked just like normal jobs. They go to work, come back. But her, her mom was, um, a doctor, a pediatrician in the army. Her dad was an architect, but when her mom got deployed and was gone for six months or However long, I'm sure she got deployed a few times, but I remember one time specifically, um, her dad had to become more of a stay-at-home dad. Um, The time that she lived in Colorado with me, I don't think her dad really worked much. Um, And that's okay, because he took on that role of being more of a stay-at-home dad because um, her mom had, was the one that was working. Yeah. I would and I, say, I always thought, like, that just felt a little weird, but it's not. Like, like it just felt weird because I'd never seen it before, but it's, it's just a different way of doing it, and it's not necessarily wrong. Yeah, I would say this to guys that feel insecure because they their um, wife makes more money than them, mm-hmm. especially. That's a big one. Um, I would say if they are feeling insecure... Either they need to do something that makes them feel uh, that makes them makes it so that they are providing more, bringing more to the table. Mm-hmm. But also, these men need to recognize that that's not their only. That's not where they should be drawing their worth, mm-hmm. right? Their wife relies on them for so much more than financial security, especially if she's the one that's able to provide for you. Yeah, as a family. I would say um, a bigger role for men, for all men in marriage, is um, protection. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I think that plays into security. Yeah. And frankly, just being um, aware of things going on around you, whether you're at home, whether you're in public, whatever. Yeah. Um, being aware of things going on, being aware of... Um, how to handle whatever situation comes at you. And so there's this preparedness that comes with being the man of the house. Yeah. Right. And I think men that are feeling insecure that because their wife makes more money than, than them, they need to recognize I need to make sure that I'm fulfilling my roles in these other pieces of security because yeah. she's got the finances handled. Mm-hmm. Right. Or whatever that may be. Yeah. I also think it's an opportunity to have a conversation as a couple because um, just keeping that to yourself and feeling insecure and your wife doesn't even know, like, she probably, odds are, (laughs) isn't really going to 
to notice that. Yeah. Like, be like, oh, I'm so sorry I'm making more money than you. Or, yeah. you know, she's just like, I'm out here doing what I need to do for our family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and more, to, more often than not, women that make more money than men are... Um, their hat they love their jobs right yeah more often than not they are just super passionate about what they're doing and because of that they've gone up in the chain and they're really making an impact and doing something that they love and that's huge right yeah and so they're going to be passionate women they're going to be strong women that are they probably don't even re- think about the fact that they make more money than you yeah so so i just wanted to to get that point across because finance is just, that's the first thing you think of because sure. money runs the world. Like there's no way around it. You have to have money to survive yep. basically. Um, but that doesn't, providing doesn't necessarily mean money. It could mean like if you're a husband that physically can't work, physically can't provide for his family, that doesn't mean that you're worthless. Absolutely Because not. you can't bring in a paycheck. There are plenty of other... Like, there's you doing the dishes for your wife, you cooking meals, you... Keeping the house clean. Anything like that. You taking care of kids, you... Any of those little things is still provision, is still security. Yes. It's, it's just playing your role in your team. Yeah. That's what it is, right? Yeah. If we're all playing the correct role the correct roles. That's, that's the thing is we all think, Oh, I am supposed to play this role because I was born into this role. Right. That's not the point. The point is the end goal of life as a family unit needs to happen. And so what roles do each of us need to play and establishing those roles between the two of you Yeah. and really understanding how do we make this work? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you said another part to security is protection. Yes. I would agree with that. Um, that's something I didn't think about till you brought it up, but I rely on you so much for like, for protection. You make me feel safe. If I hear a loud noise outside, um, I will ask you to go check it out before yeah. I walk outside and check <laughs> it out myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's. I, I think that's non-negotiable as far as uh, that is meant that is a man's job and you're not gonna tell me otherwise right yeah. I don't think regardless of how strong-willed your wife is the husband should be the one protecting his family yeah that's how God designed us right mm-hmm. men are just built stronger bigger and able to handle situations like that in a better way yeah and so we need to step up to that fact that I need to be my family's protector. Yeah. And I think also, if you haven't been in any situations where you need physical protection, that just feeling of feeling safe to be around your spouse is really important. Like, I feel like we haven't been in a ton of situations where it's like, I really need you to physically protect me right now. Yeah, for sure. But just being around you makes me feel safe. Like you don't have to worry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if there are couples out there, I I know that there are couples out there that their spouse makes them feel unsafe. That's not okay. That's not okay. That is never okay. And um, 
you if you're in that position you have to seek professional help to understand what's going on yeah 100 percent. that's just how it is and if you are in a place where you are physically um in harm uh, if you are afraid of being physically harmed by your spouse i it 100 percent is okay to leave for a time and seek that help so that you are putting taking yourself out of harm's way yeah um that being said i don't believe that that is always that is cause for saying we're just done it's yeah. not okay either right but it absolutely is something that you need to seek help for mm-hmm. you need to protect yourself and your children yeah um because oftentimes when it gets to that point there's nothing you can say or do to change the other person. Right. Um, that is, that's a God thing. Absolutely. Yeah. This, this, your human power can't do it. And so you need to protect yourself, protect your children because your children are yeah. way more helpless. Um, um, and seeking out counseling for yeah, professional you help and your spouse yeah. to work through it. And the best thing you can do for your spouse, even if you're not in a situation like that, maybe you're like, we're in a great place right now, whether you're in rock bottom or sky high in a great place, the best thing you can do for your spouse always is to be praying for them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of them, you just can't, your human self can't deal with. It needs to be a God thing. Absolutely. So... Anyway. You feel like we covered security pretty Just well? got deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm trying okay. to think of anything else that would be under security. Um, um, I would say for the men, um, if your wife knows that you are praying for them, that will give that will inherently give her security. Right? If, yeah. if she witnesses you praying for her um, on your own, if you take a step out and say, hey, can we pray together? And you specifically pray for her out loud. That's going to speak yeah. volumes compared to small gestures in her love language, right? Mm-hmm. We totally push speaking your partner's love language, but there are spiritual battles all around us that we don't even see um, happening. And without that step... Um, you will definitely drift apart. Yeah. Yeah. Putting your hand on her helps. Right. Too. Yeah. But, um, one other thing, going back to when we were talking about providing, I think it's really important for a husband to provide spiritually for his family too. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes along with security as well. Yeah, there was a stat we listened, we saw recently. I don't know the exact numbers, but it was a really high... Um, probability where it was talking about how um, homes where just the wife goes to church, um, the divorce rate is substantially higher than homes that the husband chooses to have have the family go to church together. And the husband is making that choice. Yeah. That little switch where it's like, 
regardless of what you think ha- is happening in your family, your husband is meant to be the leader. Mm-hmm. And if he is leading you in the direction that God intended, then you will inherently, your family will be happier and healthier and just better in general. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Not saying, we're not saying that the spirituality of a whole family all rests on the husband's shoulders. (laughs) It's not like, like I'm not in a good place with God right now and it's all your fault. Right. You know? But um, it is, God has given him that role to be the head of the house. And part of that means he is supposed to lead his family. Your husband is on the hook, right? When we get to the end of our life, God is going to put me on the hook for how I led my family, right? I'm going to be judged for that. And if my um, children and wife... Um, strayed away and uh, chose different things, that's on me at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, And that's huge. Mm -hmm. That is a huge responsibility and it's not something to be taken lightly. Yeah. But also, we need to have our own relationships with God as well. We do, yeah. It's not like I'm going to rule with an iron fist. That's not the point. The point is... Yeah. I need to be promoting a culture of um, healthy spirituality in our home, healthy habits in our home, Yeah. in order that everyone can um, feel um, like they can grow their relationship with God in their mm-hmm. own way. Yeah. A way I heard it put recently, actually at the last marriage conference we did, not to put any pressure on you guys, (laughs) but, um, I heard it put, um, saying your wife is God's daughter and basically you are just on a long date with her the whole time that you're married. It's just one long date and eventually you need to bring her home, Mm -hmm. bring her back to God when you guys die, (laughs) um, in heaven and you are on the hook for what happens during that date. Because he has entrusted you with his daughter on this date, and you need to return her home afterwards. Yeah. Did I explain that well? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. As a woman, I hear that and go, oh, man, that is, that's Intense. a lot of pressure. I don't I know. know if, like, you are just built differently and it doesn't feel like as much pressure to you, but it feels like, like, that is a lot of responsibility. If I sit and think about it too long, it makes me, yeah, it definitely gets to me. Yeah, because dads are inherently protective of their daughters and saying, I am God's daughter, the God of the universe, and (laughs) you're entrusted with me. Sorry, I'm making it worse, aren't I? It's crazy. For all of life, and then you got to return me after your date. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. It's a fun date so far. I'm (laughs) liking it. I'm glad you're having fun. (laughs) All right. What is our next The second one was acceptance. 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 This is a good one. I completely agree with this. Okay. And I think... Can you explain kind of what it is? Acceptance? Yeah. Just kind of Um, what that means to you. To me, it means 
knowing that I am accepted by you no matter what. No matter how I look is the main thing in my brain. Um, how else would it be? Just, like, no matter what happens, it's like you're not going to just throw me out because we had one fight or because it's like, oh, you do this. I really don't like that. Next Mm -hmm. one. Yeah. You know, like the dating culture is like, oh, she's a little too tall. Like if we were doing, um, typical dating culture, the guy is taller than the girl. And most guys that is like that one thing is enough for them to. That's a deal breaker. Yeah. Deal breaker. There we go. That's what I was trying to get at. Absolutely. That's a deal breaker. And we are same height. If not, I'm slightly taller. Yep. And so. Yep. Short, there's things like that. Short kings unite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, things, little things like that, knowing that okay. you're not just going to. Um, it's a deal breaker because of something I did, something yeah. I said. Kind of. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, you want to know 100% that regardless of your messiness, I'm going to love you the same. Yeah. I'm going to look at you the same, mm-hmm. and um, I'm going to interact with you the same. I'm going to, yeah. yeah, absolutely, support you in the same way. Yeah. And I can't speak for all women, because I know that we're all different, but mm-hmm. generally speaking, I think this is something that a lot of women struggle with, Yeah, because women tend to really struggle with insecurities um especially physical insecurities that have to do with acceptance yeah. where we talked about before men like some of their insecurities are like financial provision but um acceptance a lot in my head is physical of course yeah yeah it's something and i struggle with what's funny is we all know like men love a messy bun and like a big hoodie and we love that but women are just like but i don't have the makeup and the stuff and the i'm not all dressed fancy and yeah so my boobs aren't big enough or there's so many yeah i know little things but it's all it's it's just so funny because it's it feels like from a husband's side, not just men in general, but someone that's been married, it feels like this is just pressure women put on themselves and on each other. I know. <laughs> it's and so you funny. You think it's so silly, which makes me think I'm being so stupid. Right. But I don't want to undermine it either. Yeah. That's the challenge. It, it's I'm try, I try to find this balance where it's like, I want to tell you, I will love you no matter what. My love for you is unconditional. Yeah. But on the flip side, I don't want to say you can just let go and not care about how you look ever. Yeah. Right? Because I do, I want to push you to be your best self too. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage you to work out if you feel like you need to. Or I want to encourage you to yeah. get the clothes that you feel like you're going to look good in and be comfortable in. Mm-hmm. Right? Whatever. Yeah. And I think part of that... Like you said, you will love me unconditionally no matter what. I could totally let myself go. and It would make my life hard. But that's part <laughs> of the acceptance. Knowing 
If I did totally let myself go, would you still love me or would you be done with me and move on to somebody else? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's It's a challenging thing to think about because I truly would like to say, yeah, I totally would would be totally I would be fine I would support you in the way you're choosing to live your life but I I don't know that I would I wouldn't say yeah you can just not care anymore yeah because I don't think that's healthy but that's going a little deeper though it's not just you don't look good anymore so I don't want to be yeah, with you it is it's deeper. I know you feel like crap I know you're better than this I know you want to feel better and I want to help you yeah be the best you that you can be yeah and i actually want to um go back to date you talked about dating culture yeah we see so many people within their first year first year of marriage they like start questioning was this the right choice how do i mm-hmm. like are we really right for each other and i would say a couple of things first thing you signed a contract, you said vows, and yeah. you made that commitment past just we're dating, mm-hmm. we're boyfriend and girlfriend. You made a commitment past that for a reason, right? Yeah. The second thing is, are you really going to choose to think of definitions that you used to when you were dating and think of them the same now, right? Yeah. And so, like... Dating is so superficial with people, right? Mm -hmm. You were talking about how, like, one little thing, if it's off with the person you're dating, it's like, no. People have... It's a turnoff. Lists, like, checklists. I need to check all my boxes. And it's like, no one ever will. Yeah, I would say this between the... uh, In those phases, right? I would say having a checklist is super unhealthy. I would say you need to fall in love with someone um, as a whole. And understand that everyone is going to have little icks. Mm -hmm. And that's just how it is. Right? Yeah. There are things about you that bother the heck out of me. But. Thank you. (laughs) I choose to uh, love you regardless. And I choose to choose you every day. Right? Yeah. I would choose you every day. If I had to pick. I would choose you every day. Right? (laughs) Um, I lost my train of thought. The oh, one thing no. I would put on a checklist is Christian. Christian man, Christian woman. Same beliefs as you. Faith is hard. Because faith uh, is the foundation of everything. Yeah. Yeah, I would say... I wouldn't... If you are in a dating relationship with someone and they are not a believer, right? I would say I would not choose to take the step of engagement and marriage unless they are committed to your faith. That's what I would say. And the hard thing is knowing, like, are they committed to this just for me or are they actually committed to God? Absolutely. Because if they're in it just for you, then it's going to fall apart because you are not perfect and they are going to see flaws in you. Um, They're going to see the parts of you that aren't pretty because that's part of marriage. You see... Every single part of each other. Yep. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. Yeah. Good and the bad. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
I do want to go back to where you said you signed a contract. Um, another thing that they talked at the talked about at the marriage conference was that marriage um, can either be a contract or it can be a covenant relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way we want our marriage to be is more of a covenant relationship, not a contract, because contracts are broken. Of if you course. think of marriage just as a contract, then of course you're going to get divorced. I'm not surprised that you got divorced because you're thinking you hold up your part, I hold up my part. Right, it's a it's contract. It's a 50 contract. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not going to work. We've heard someone say, I don't even remember where you heard this, like marriage can't be 50-50 because you both have different ideas on where that line of 50 is. Yes. And there's going to be parts that get left out because your idea of 50 might be my idea of 30. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking you're not doing your half and you're thinking, of course I'm doing my half. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, to add on to that, right, we say marriage should be 100-100. Yeah. I heard it described um, last week, maybe. Someone was talking about it can't just be 100-100 because sometimes one of us is going to get sick and we can't do as much. Yeah. One of us is going to get injured. One of us is going to be out of town, whatever. Yeah. And sometimes it has to be 150 and 50 because that's just where we're at in life. Mm-hmm. But understanding that we're both going to try to meet each other at 100% yeah. every time. Yeah. Right? But yeah, there are definitely phases of life where I have to put in 120% because Cambria only has 80%. Yeah. Right? And vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so really understanding that we need to meet each other where we're at, not just in the middle. Yeah. yeah. And um, I don't want to go too deep into covenant and contract. Maybe we should do another podcast on that. Yeah, we might. I have just to. wanted to mention that you really didn't sign a contract. You signed a covenant. A covenant does not get broken, and a contract is inherently broken. It's expected to be broken eventually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I use the word contract to just <laughs> to speak legalistically to yeah. people that are just like. I understand. What does a covenant even mean, right? Yeah. Because it's not something we use in our reg- regular. No, it's not vocabulary. a normal word anymore. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. We got way off of acceptance. acceptance. I want to know that you'll accept me no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. I had something else I wanted to say about it and I don't remember what it was. I really try. Um, There are times, there have been times where I have chosen to say words and you've still, you've expressed to me even in the last week, I still feel hurt by those words you said to me years ago. Yeah. And when I do, try to do this thing, I think about those words that you said to me. Partially, that's because words are super important to you. They are, yeah. But partially, it's just, I was not, it was not okay for me to say certain things to you. And it never is. Yeah. But I was dealing with nastiness, and obviously that's no excuse. But yeah, that's where I was at. And now we have to move forward and understand, okay... How do we repair this mm-hmm. and move on to better things? Yeah. Yeah. So, me specifically, because words are really important to me, if you say something to me, especially if it's something hurtful, it will stick with me for a long time. Yeah. And no matter how many times you tell me, 
I still love you no matter what. It's like these words still come back. Cause it's like, yeah, but you once said, exactly. and I remember it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so working past some of that. And I think also when we were talking about letting go, like if I let myself go, that's, that's really what I think of acceptance. Like if I was in a burning building and all my skin is like third degree burn, would you still love me? Right. If it's not even just if I totally let myself go. It's like if I, something happened and I ended up being the ugliest person in the world that turns everybody's heads when I walked by, would you still choose me? Yeah. Would you still choose to be seen with me? Even if you're going to get looked at weird cause you're with me. Yeah. Um, but part of that, um, I was thinking about letting yourself go and you said how, um, you still want me to be like hygienic and take care of myself and you want me to still be the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. That's love from you. But from my side, I can also love you by doing those things. Like, I know you'll yeah, love absolutely. me even if I let myself go, but I'm going to wear this really cute top because I know that you love it. Yeah. I'm going to take care of myself to love you. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain clothes I choose to wear because I know, like I wear certain shirts and stuff more often than others because I know you like those ones. I gotcha. And it also makes me feel good knowing I'm wearing something that he really likes. Yeah. Not that I only wear outfits that you pick out for me. Right. Like there, there are some clothes I'm like, I'm wearing this because it's comfy. And you're like, it's not really cute. And I'm like, but it's comfy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to wear it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> um, and you only know that I like some of those things because I've made a point to say it. Mm-hmm. Like when you get dressed for something and it's like, oh my gosh. I never realized it till now, but I love that top. Yeah. Right. Then that sticks with you. But right? I can also so, use that as a way to love you. Absolutely. Take care of myself. Yeah. Uh, like My you've point done... was without me making the effort to say anything. Yeah. It just goes like, it's mm-hmm. the same as everything else. Yeah. Like, I don't need to wear makeup every day, but you've told me you do look really pretty with makeup on, even though you don't need it. And so it's... Like, I like to put it on sometimes because I enjoy the process of putting it on and because it's a way of loving you. Yeah. I don't wear it every day. I probably wear makeup, like, once a week at most, maybe. I don't know. I put a little on today. Yeah. But. I would say once a week. It's pretty regular. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. It's a way that we can love each other because you're pushing you're trying to lift me up and i'm trying to to love you through my actions absolutely so yeah i think we covered a lot of acceptance yes i think we are well covered okay the last one was emotional connection yep yeah emotional connection is hard for men because men men are taught (laughs) early on You do not have emotions. You are not meant to show your emotions, express your emotions, or show weakness. Yeah, it's a sign of weakness. It's a sign of weakness. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. And since being married, I've really had to learn that doing certain things so that we feel connected emotionally, not just physically, even though the my male brain goes straight to physical things. That's just how it is. Oh, really? I have no <laughs> idea. This is news to me. Um, I've really had to learn by observation and by conversations that we've had. 
you say, man, when we do this thing, I really feel connected with you, mm -hmm. right? And I've had to make a point, oh, why don't we do that on a date? Or why don't we, instead of watching TV, why don't we play a game? Why don't mm -hmm. we go on a walk with the dogs, whatever, right? Those little things create to build our emotional connection. Yeah. That, do you agree with that? Yes. Okay. And I think a lot of emotional connection has to do with your love languages. Um, because if you're feeling loved by your spouse, that emotional connection is automatically going to be stronger. Yeah, of course. So what builds my emotional connection with you isn't necessarily going to be another wife's way of building emotional connection with her husband. Absolutely. So. I would say a big thing that helps with our connection is working through adversity. Can you explain Doing that hard things together. Oh, yeah. Um, so whether it's... So let's use conferences for example. We are in conference season, so it's on our brains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say is we, like, we're on a plane all day on Thursdays. We get to the hotel. We're pretty tired from traveling all day. Mm -hmm. And then we have to check in and go straight to the ballroom and start unpacking these big crates, setting all the stuff up. We're not, we're there till... I don't know, 9 or 10 at night, right? It takes us probably a day and a half to set up. Yep. Then we get up at 7 a.m. the next day, and we're back at it, right? And so, but doing that thing, even though it makes both of us tired, doing it together really does help us feel connected. Yeah. Because it's like, man, this is hard, and we're struggling together, and we're getting through it, mm -hmm. right? And we're going to get through it, and we're going to be better our connection is going to be better and we know yeah. it and there's a purpose in doing it we're yeah. making an impact absolutely um i would also say <clears throat> even though conflict is difficult and can be nasty mm -hmm. um when you get to the other side of a conflict between between the two of us right when we get to the other side and we're at a and we're at an agreement and we feel like, okay, this is resolved. I think we can then move on thinking, man, I really feel like I'm closer to you because I know this little more about you than mm -hmm. I, that I didn't before. Yeah. Right. Um, obviously doing things together. Yeah. Just in general, doing just fun things together builds mm -hmm. our connection yeah being Sorry. together you can say more um <laughs> what else just talking yeah like actually having conversation together real conversation real not conversation. just how was your day fine yeah although i do want to know how your day is yeah of course days, but um like in the summer we like to go on evening walks after dinner usually mm -hmm. walk off some of that food we just ate yeah um i tend to talk the entire time and you don't say hardly anything because <laughs> you don't have a point a chance to yeah because i say it all but um yeah having like just time to talk together yeah you do say stuff it is a conversation but yeah. i i talk a lot more than i usually do mm -hmm. <laughs> just Oof. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's a chance that we like to take advantage of to just have conversation. And I know um, 
conversation can be difficult, Mm -hmm. like real natural conversation. And it's something we've really had to work on making it feel natural because when we first started dating, we didn't say like hardly anything to each other on our first date (laughs) because it was, we're both so awkward. The whole thing was was so so awkward. awkward. It was bad. But over time from spending so much time together, it's become way more natural. I mean, we're doing this whole podcast and I think it feels pretty natural. Yeah. Hopefully you do and hopefully they all do. All those people listening. Yeah, we'll see. But um, (laughs) something that's really helped us is um, looking for conversation starters. Just like questions that you can ask each other. Um, And we have a book that we like to use. We've done... We did a podcast where we just read questions out of it, I think, right? We filmed. I don't think we posted it, though. I think we did, though. Maybe we did. I don't remember. We'll, we'll look back on it. But <laughs> um, resources like that are, can be really helpful. Yeah, they're and, all just... You said they were conversation starters. Yeah, they're yeah. just questions to ask yeah. each other. And I think just, like you said, learning something new. Like, anytime I learn something new about you... I feel way more connected to you. Like, I know that. Or on The Bachelor. On The Bachelor, um, they were down to the last two girls. Yeah. I think it was Gabby, the one that didn't win. Spoiler alert. So don't, like, don't come at me if you haven't seen it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But um, The Bachelor, Zach, his dad told her this story about how he almost died at birth or something like that. Yeah. Um, and she said something like on live TV where she said, it just made me feel so much more connected to him. Just knowing this one detail of his life that I didn't know before because it was a personal detail. Yeah. It's just something that's like, wow, I can't, it obviously that had like shock and awe. Yeah. But it was also like just adding that little piece to then knowing something about each other. You have more conversation. You can really... Yeah. Know each other more authentically. Yeah. It's a lot of emotional connection. Yeah. Um, I like it when we're driving and you're like, hey, you want to get an ice cream cone at McDonald's? I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Because I feel emotionally connected to you when you buy the yumminess. When I do things for you that you secretly want to do, but you're not going to ask me for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... I think sex, too. I was going to bring that up. Oh, well, I beat you to it. Good job. Normally Uh, you do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not a man, so I don't know if sex helps men emotionally connect. But as a woman, I feel like sex is way more emotional than physical a lot of times. And just... It's just such an intimate act. And so being so close with somebody and somebody that's like, this is, this is reserved for you and me and nobody else. It's special. It's intimate. And it creates that connection. Yeah. Generally for men, it's not an emotional act. Um, it's just not. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I know after we have sex, I'm just so, just so in love with you. Right. Like just... Just hold me and cuddle me, and I right, just feel so connected right. to you right now. There's always the joke. And you're of like, like, what are you doing? There's the joke <laughs> of like men are just as soon as they're done with sex, they're they're good. 
they can just go off and do whatever they were doing. And women, like, need that cool down time, if you will, right? It's a joke, but also, like, true. Yeah, it's so real. (laughs) But people always make a joke about it. And it's like, that's totally true. Yeah. Where I will lay in bed with you and just, we'll just do the cuddles afterwards (laughs) because it's like i know you need this even though it doesn't do anything for me really yeah well i still enjoy it i enjoy just being close and just being together yeah but it doesn't have that effect on me that it does for you yeah it's it's a very emotional thing and along with intimacy when i think of intimacy the two main things that come to mind are sex and prayer yeah um i think like you said, just praying together, that that right there in itself is security, yeah. acceptance, and emotional connection. How is it acceptance? Can you um, explain that to me? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, I, you know, it feels like you're just, because you're willing to sit and pray with me and take that time out of your day and put your hand on me and especially when you're praying over me like about me out loud it just feels like like it's just a reassurance like oh he chooses me oh he loves me because he's willing to do this for me mm-hmm. so it feels like acceptance because um you're willing to do that which is usually inconvenient for you yeah that makes sense so okay I just thought I'd ask, put yeah. you on the spot. Well, I said it was acceptance, and then I thought, when you asked, I was like, uh, I would put it in the category of acceptance, but how would I describe it? But that's how. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So, that makes sense to me. It's like, yeah. it's not, I don't generally just go up to any person and, and pray over them. Right. And it's different because, um, not that you can't go pray over other people, like, I feel like you should, but... When you're praying over me, you know me and what I need prayer for and what my struggles are right now. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm at church and I see someone struggling and I go and pray with them, I usually don't know like the inner depths of their lives and what they're actually struggling with, but you do. Yeah. And so you taking time to actually pray for specifics like that is also helping with acceptance. That makes sense. So. Cool. Yeah. Sum it all up. Pray. Check all the boxes. <laughs> and sex. That checks some of them. Yeah. Well, I think sex would check all of them, too. Heck yeah. I think it's security. It should be security. You should feel secure with the person that you Our have sex with. with. Yeah. Um, it's, it's one of the places where, you know, it, in my head, it's like... Um, it's one of those places that makes me feel the safest. Like I'm most vulnerable and I, therefore I feel way more safe because I trust you and you, you make me feel safe. So sex is security. Sex is acceptance because you know, especially with the physical stuff. Yeah. It's like all physical. So much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and for me, it is very emotional. Good. Not that I, like, cry during all of it. It's not that kind of emotional. Yeah. Just and, don't know, try to mix the two, prayer and sex. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. We've never tried it. We've never tried it. It just doesn't <laughs> sound right. 
<laughs> but yeah, I I think I said this a few podcasts ago and I'll keep saying it, but I would put prayer and sex in the same category of intimacy, like same level of intimacy because they're both just, they're really vulnerable yeah. things to do together. Yep. Yeah. So, absolutely. Well, I think that was about it. We covered it all. Do you have anything else to say? Um um, be intimate, do the things, make emotional connections. Yeah. Have security. Yeah. Find your security. Yeah. If that means buying a gun, you do that. Yeah. My, part of my security, cause you feel a lot of it, but when you're gone, your dogs freaks me out. But my dogs are a big part of my security as well. Yeah. They're golden retrievers. So, you know, it's like, hmm. They have big barks though. <laughs> but. Yeah, um, that's another Yeah. little, like you said, gun. Um, my dogs are a big part of my security as well. Yeah. There's, because when we're sleeping, you are a hard sleeper. You are out. And if I hear a noise, um, odds are, like, I don't expect you to wake up. You've trained me to wake up. Yeah, but I still, like, I know you're such a deep sleeper. Like, I feel like I can't rely on you hearing that. For me to know if I'm safe or not. Oh, yeah. I rely on my dogs a lot for things like that. Like, if they're not freaking out, then I don't need to freak out. That makes sense. Because they just have the sense that we don't have and I can't understand. That's how I did growing up, too, because my, my bedroom, the windows faced the street. My room was at the front of the house on the main level. So it's, like, perfect. If anyone's going to break in, that's where they go. Yep. And it's between the front door and the garage door was my room. Yeah, it's like right next to the yeah. front door. But our dog, a little labradoodle, like, what is she going to do? Um, <laughs> but she slept with me, and that's how I could kind of, like, tell if I should be freaking out or not, as if she would freak out or not. Because she did a few times when people would walk by. Yeah. You could hear their voices outside, and you could tell if they were coming close to the house or not. And she would freak out and start barking a few times. And yeah. I felt like, whoop, all right, now's a good time to freak out. She's, <laughs> she's going crazy. But when she wouldn't even move, I was like, okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. And I still do that with my dogs now. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we weren't supposed to talk about dogs for security. We were talk supposed to talk about husbands. Yeah. But well, I do my best, but I can't change the way I sleep. Sometimes you leave me. I just sleep too well. You sleep it's well. It's a curse. And you go hunting. Yeah. You that leave does me. happen. So I have my doggies. <laughs> Thank you for getting them for me. All right. Well, I think that's it. We covered it all. Awesome. We did the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you don't follow us on social, check us out. Yumias.together. Yeah. Instagram, you TikTok, Facebook. <laughs> Yumias Together was taken, so ah. we had to put a little dot in yeah. there. Check out our website. <laughs> There's not, not a lot up there, but you can learn about us. Yeah. Um, we are working on a workshop. It'll be yeah. coming out soon. We're hoping. And on our website, they can reach you out can, to us. Yeah, and you can with contact us. us. You can Which, shoot us an email. Um, you can also DM us at an, on yeah. any platform. We would love that. You would make our day. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Whether it's <laughs> words of encouragement or if you have questions, we would love yeah. to answer people's questions. Any of that. Mm -hmm. So just reach out if you made it this far. Reach out just because, because we know you're patient with us. Yeah. <laughs> so. so. We'll yeah. see you guys next time. Boom, bang.